Welcome to the Propaganda Report. I'm Monica Perez with my partner and co-host Brad Binkley and our favorite guest of all time, Garland Fabrito, who is fighting for election integrity, especially in Fulton County regarding the November 2020 election. He's been suing to get his hands on the mail-in ballots, 145,000 ballots, where he has four sworn affidavits by audit workers saying that the ballots did not appear to be the proper paper stock, looked like they were printed out, already filled in, and didn't have folds in them. So how could they be mail-in ballots? Wouldn't you want to get your hands on those ballots and see what the truth was? That's what Garland is suing for. And what happened yesterday? What did the court tell you yesterday about your ability to inspect those ballots? Basically, they said, go for it. <laughs> but nice. they, they put a couple of restrictions on it, which we are okay with. Um, really? Yes, we are. Well, I'm not totally okay with it. But um, they, so the first one that everybody was worried about was, um, oh, no, uh, Fulton County has to handle the ballots. You can't touch them. Well, we already have a way that we can do the inspection that we wanted and we don't have to touch them. So that's not going to be a problem for us. Uh, so that's that's the first thing that's good. Now, the one thing that does bother me is though they expect us to pay for it. Uh, I saw we, that. We're going to pay Fulton County officials. Uh, now, what if we found counterfeit ballots? We're supposed to pay for their hey, maybe corruption? you can ask for that, that if you're right, corruption? you get reimbursed. What? Oh, no, Garland, your Garland, camera went off. This, the, it must have been He'll the CIA back. must have got in and kicked no, Garland off. I'm kidding, obviously. accidentally kidding. unplugged his camera, yes, I think. Yeah, so that's interesting that he says that they're not worried because that, that was the exact thing that I was worried about. What, that read. they had to pay for it? No, that they were not going to actually get the, the handle yeah. of the ballot that the Fulton County, according to the AJC, the officials were still going to have the ballots that they were going to take high definition photographs of it or something and then they were going right. to expect those so we'll have to see this is what it says in the ajc although it doesn't say this in uh it says the judge intends to order the absentee ballots to be scanned by county officials to produce high resolution images the plaintiffs want to examine those images to determine whether they are fraudulent uh, for example, the high-resolution images could be used to determine whether ballots were filled out by hand or mass-produced by a copy machine, they say. And the plaintiffs will pay for the review. So, so Garland, it looks like they're saying, I mean, the problem with what they're saying and my, for me is that the plaintiffs, uh, the Fulton County is going to keep possession of it, which means you're not going to get to see it, and that you're never going to get to actually touch the ballots. Don't you need to touch the ballots to determine if the paper stock is right, if they were printed out, already filled in, and if they were folded? Well, the, the experts can touch the ballots. So and who uh, are um, they? Ultimately, well, uh, here's the way I see it happening. Again, uh, Sean and I have to get together on, Sean's working on the plan. But the way I would see this going down is that, um, Fulton County can handle the ballots and scan them. That's fine. Doesn't bother us. Fulton County uh, can, we'll, we'll probably use the Lazy Susan approach that Arizona used. And uh, we don't have to touch them. You know, they can put it on Lazy Susan. I don't, I don't know if you see. Oh, I see. Right around. Uh, we'll get the information that we need off that ballot. Oh. Fulton, uh, Fulton County can put the ballot on the Lazy Susan and Fulton County can take the ballot off. We'll have uh, 
four, uh, you know, four or five tables. Oh, so you up. can visually inspect the actual ballots, just not physically touch them. Uh, yes, that will. That's that's, that's what good you're hoping for. That's good enough for us. But then, as we find the suspect ones, we will turn those over to the experts, and I would anticipate us having experts on site who can then touch them, and then they will be able to make the final determination for their those? for their for their reports. Who so are, are the experts? The third, the third party experts. The AJC says that would they say in Arizona the third party experts cyber ninjas got it and because of all the alleged problems up there they don't want the experts down here handling them are these the experts you're talking about that are going to get to look at them no uh that's different um they're different and by the way ajc was not even in the courtroom uh yeah i know the article seemed that's why yeah. I, was, I wanted to clarify because um, their article did, did seem a little off yeah so um so that, we would have uh I, I would anticipate, and what we've been talking to is uh, experts that were our document forensic experts that would be on site, as well as participating in the image analysis, uh, uh, artificial intelligence uh, uh, development of that software. Who are the and, experts? How are the experts selected? Well, well, we we have picked. We've had two in mind for um, months. Um, one of them is uh, a gentleman named Joe Parker. He's a 30-year document forensic expert here in oh. Peachtree City. And then we have another uh, a brilliant guy named Tom Bastrick out of Florida who has worked on some high-profile cases for the uh, election cases, in fact, for the Secretary of State's uh, – uh, well, actually, it wasn't for the Secretary of State, but uh, there were election cases uh, that, right. Secretary, that Secretary of State's office was involved in. So, um, you know, we'll couple coupling them with uh, the image analysis, you know, from Jovan, uh, plus our own experts, again, which is really what the key, to, the key is going to come down to our poll managers who are going to be able to uh, determine <clears throat> that these there's no other rational explanation for these ballots other than the fact that they're counterfeit. So between all those experts, all looking at it and all getting their eyes on it, um, we, uh, I, I'm pretty confident that, um, uh, we'll have a rock solid case, you know, uh, for what, whatever that count is, I don't know what that count is going to be. Um, but you know, whatever it is, we should be able to verify that in three or four di different ways. What does the, and I know the AJC article is probably off. Uh, which is why I want to clarify that because I know a lot of people are reading it. So I want you to be able to clarify it's, what's yeah. real and what's not. Can I read well, the passages or not? Yes. Go yeah. Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. It's not bad. That was uh, David Wickard, right? I this think David, is, David, yes, David, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. So da David's done a good job. And ironically, we've gotten fairly uh, reasonable reporting out of the mainstream media on this so far. So we have Well, I can tell you, we can get this in a minute. There's a coordinated attack that's coming because we, we actually documented it on our show earlier this week. And the day after we documented it, we saw exactly what we, what we told everybody was coming. We saw it spread across Twitter attacking the Arizona one and it's coming for you too. We can, we can go uh, to that in a minute. Okay. Though. Okay. Well, good. Okay. Yeah. I want to hear that. Okay. And I know what's coming. I need to, to right. put the defenses <laughs> <Yes>. up. <laughs> so this is from the AJC. The latest Georgia review cannot change the election results, which were certified months ago and have already been confirmed by multiple recounts. 
But the plaintiffs say an examination of ballots would get to the bottom of what they see as suspicious activity by election officials at State Farm Arena in November. What say you, Carl? Well, it's not just at State Farm Arena. There was there's suspicious activity that is, uh, well, actually, most of the ballots is were scanned in mail-in ballots were scanned in State Farm Arena. So yeah, so that's that's uh, that's a pretty fair statement. Yeah, but what about the first part? They cannot change their election results, which were certified months ago and have already been confirmed by multiple recounts. So well, uh, okay, so this case alone would not change the results of an election, but it could be used, the evidence could, is, is critical to other cases that could. Um, now, the whole thing about the multiple recounts, uh, so we'll go through this, this is one of my favorite uh, issues that comes up all the time. Um, so uh, we, you know, people say, well, you count the ballots three times. Okay, first of all, let's just get, get it straight. Georgia is using a system that the U.S. District Court has already found that violates Georgia law. Um, Georgia law, even as they, although they tried to legalize this, they were not able to legalize vote voting that accumulates votes in barcodes. So the first count accumulated the votes in the barcode and that was the results. Then the recount, now I'm going to talk about the president's recount first. He asked for a re, uh, another a recount um, after everything was over, and that was another accumulation of the same unverifiable votes in the QR code again. So that was worthless, and that was according to the state election board rule that was implemented over our objections. And then we get to the hand count audit. So the hand count audit was flawed in so many ways, um, but I'm happy to talk about this. Um, one of the ways it was flawed was that there was no provision for what to do if the auditors found counterfeit ballots while they were counting. Just, <laughs> Isn't uh, that the whole point? Yeah. Well, no, I don't know. It's kind of, you got to count them anyway. It doesn't matter if they're not valid. Just keep counting. And uh, uh, then again, the audit monitors couldn't get within six feet of the table. Uh, to verify that the uh, auditors were... Uh, they had to social distance from the tables? <laughs> really? Yes. Yes. That's so they good. were not allowed so, to look? <laughs> yeah, so the auditors were... Well, right. Yes, seriously, we're not, we're, we're not allowed to get between six feet. Uh, when and that situation came up, when I was there, when it came up, our two audit monitors went over to look, talk to the auditors, and then the Fulton County officials came over and chased them away. So, um, so that was problem, was that number two, I think. Problem number three with the audit was that they didn't monitor the data upload point in, uh, in Fulton County, uh, or DeKalb for this matter. So they could enter anything they want into the system and nobody would know. So if the audits, and we found that this happened. Uh, in fact, the evidence came up and which I'll talk about in a minute. So if you've got a, uh, a, votes that said uh, the actual ballot images, which we looked at, which I can now talk a little bit about, I couldn't before. If it shows that it was 60-40 Biden-Trump or something like that, you look at the audit results, it's 100 to zero Biden. So what that means is somebody put in 100 votes for Biden when they entered it because it was not being monitored, even though the actual ballot image that the auditors uh, um, counted was 60-40. So we've seen this over and over, and wow. it impacts thousands of votes. 
that some of that evidence, just the tip of the iceberg of that evidence came up with an expert witness yesterday named David Sawyer. Um, uh, that, so there's more, there's more to come on that. Um, so, um, so that, that's, I guess that's the, that would, oh, wait a minute, I forgot to, I forgot the most important point. I'm sorry, that was three. Uh, but the most important point of this whole audit was that the data that was unmonitored was entered into the Secretary of State system and the counties didn't have their own audit results. So you go to ask, well, what were your results of your audit? Is it go ask the Secretary of State? Well, the chain of custody is broken and that invalidated the entire audit and that's the way Secretary of State Raffensperger set it up to with a broken chain of custody that that would violate the entire audit and allow the Secretary <laughs> office to change the results as well as the uh, the unmonitored data entry person to change the results as well if but they there, wanted if they wanted to. There's no remedy for that, right? You're not well, pursuing that line, are you? Well, um, it's if gonna, this overcome if this over this reveals fraud, then maybe you start over on that process and you can address that for the next yeah. process. Well, 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 yeah. I mean, we can't let that dog lie. So, I mean, we, that's, for me. Yeah. The yeah. Senate thing is more important than the presidential one. I can't believe that Purdue isn't isn't right there with you, shoulder to shoulder. Um, the Republicans, uh, it's bizarre, but the Republican establishment is kind of caving. Totally and caving. Yeah. Uh, and the grassroots are saying, you know, no way, we're standing for it. And it's caused a huge split in the Republican Party. Uh, it, it's basically whether it, it's over this issue of election integrity. Where does uh, MJT stand on that? Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, no, she's on the, uh, she, as far as I know, on the side of election integrity uh, advocates. Okay. okay. Sorry. Uh, the, the, the challenge with, with, with that, and you already see it in Arizona, and you'll see it with uh, Raffensperger too, is the way the media is going to portray it is going to be, well, even the Republican Secretary of State, the yes. Republican Secretary of State <laughs> says the audit was already done. And we're like, well, he's part of the problem. <laughs> but course. he has that label of Republican and the media just runs with that. Maybe that's why they, they had to have a Republican. Yeah. You know, maybe that's why maybe that's why the gubernatorial race was stolen from Stacey Abrams. Yeah. Well, well, here's what's really funny. Y'all might did y'all see the WSB uh, interview that we did? I did at six o'clock. It was a, it was the second top story on um, WSB last night in the news. No, the it. TV, WSB yeah. TV. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Nic Nicole Carr did the interview, and uh, we, so we raced down to State of Farm Marine and we got it set up. And but basically, um, the. You know, I just had a memory dump in mid-sentence of what I was. Oh, you were talking about your WSB TV story last night. It was the top story about the Republicans. Yeah, but what, but what were we doing before that? Uh, there was Marjorie was, Taylor Greene. It was Stacey Abrams. Oh, Raffensperger statement. Thank you, thank you, Binkley. In the in the uh, in this, <laughs> I'm getting old. In, and you've uh, got too, a lot on your mind. Too many things going on. In the in the piece, you'll see Raffensperger's statement that basically is supporting the audit. He says you know audit should should continue. He's calling that an audit. We call it inspection. And at the same time, he's got a brief against us in the court, 
and his the assistant attorney general is arguing against us on his behalf in the court while he's telling WSB TV that he's in favor of this. That's I what mean, John says. He's in favor. John can't stop laughing that Ratberger has been in, he says he's been in favor of anything that would increase transparency. So, so yeah, so there's a moral to the story is that politicians <laughs> think that they can tell you mm-hmm. anything because they can they're relying on the people's ignorance. Yep. And that's how they survive. They survive on on voters' ignorance. And this is one. So people say, oh, he's a for it now. Oh, yeah, and media well, complicity. Right. Yes, Nobody, media control totally. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, they, of course, printed that, uh, which was an absurd statement. But, of course, they'll print whatever he says, and they'll, and, and as that, that's their opinion. Um, and not even mentioning the fact that he's got an amicus brief filed against us to try to prevent us from and, and keeping the elections from being tran- in transparent here in Georgia. I have to, or if you guys want to keep going, that's fine. But there's something in that AJC article that I had to look at. It just totally triggered me. Yeah, I have a question about it while you're looking for that, Monica. I got it, but go ahead. What what does this mean? Uh, You you touched on this earlier, but it says here in the article that the judge said he intends to order the absentee ballots to be scanned by county officials to produce high-resolution images. And then the plaintiffs want to examine those images to determine if they're fraudulent that what are they saying they're trying to just give you images because that that sounds different than what you were saying earlier well yes so what he has agreed to do is to do the 600 dpi scan image that we want um and we're going to also uh say okay if you're doing that you're going to open these ballots we're going to do the visual inspection in accordance with your guidance which is we don't have to touch them. So when they so, take them out of the box to scan them, those physical ballots, you will have eyeballs on, on a lazy that's, season. That's what we're going to propose. Got it. Okay. Yes. Yes. Are you being paged? That's my, <laughs> that's a, that's my <laughs> pager. <laughs> Apologies. I keep forgetting. I, I keep have forgetting. surgery to go do. That's here old now. school. <laughs> a little drug dealer there. Okay. <laughs> I forgot so, to put my cell phone away. So. Okay, so let me just read this uh, thing that triggered me. (laughs) Former Republican U.S. Senator Kelly Leffler welcomed the review in a statement issued Friday, quote, voter confidence in our election system is the bedrock of our republic, said Leffler, now chair of the voter registration group Greater Georgia Action. Unfortunately, inconsistencies in Fulton County's November 2020 absentee ballots cast serious doubt on voters' faith in our elections. What the F? She was the one person in the world who could have stood firm and given time before it was too late to get this this stuff investigated. And now she acts like she's a champion of election integrity. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go again. Nancy, <laughs> you have you have two politicians. So here, right. again, they print her statement knowing that it's 100%. And she did the, she completely turned around 180 degrees in three right. days, stood with Trump uh, on Against, the stage. Oh, yeah, right, right. Uh, well, yeah, so she, uh, this was the day before the election when mm-hmm. they had the last rally. Uh, and I forget where it was in central Georgia. Yes. But I think it was one, somewhere around Warner Robins area. But um, so she's standing with them and said, I will object. 
and she's everybody's cheering and she's smiling and everything. Well, they, they have the election the next day, and then the following day, I think it was at the sixth day, they're up in in the Capitol, and she's saying, Well, Fateful I'm not gonna day. object. I'm not gonna object. Yeah. Yeah, oh, she okay. boy, she looked sheepish, but and, and she was totally yeah. and she was being performative. It was disingenuous the way she did it. It was after after consideration of what just happened here. I must I have to and retract my objection or whatever. You know what's crazy? Yeah. They they did that in the dead of night, right? Like that was the night of January sixth. Mitch McConnell yeah. stuck his head out of his turtle shell and went in there and betrayed the country with her and the other mm -hmm. people. And right. And then in, I just noticed in this bill, this this capital relief fund, which was passed yesterday or this week, two billion dollars uh, to the capital for the trouble they had to go through for January sixth. Five hundred million of it, twenty five percent of it, was to the National Guard for for standing watch in the capital from January sixth. And as Binkley pointed out, they're not gone yet till May twenty third. Meanwhile, <laughs> Kelly Leffler and Mitch McConnell finish the, their business the night of January 6th. That's how safe it was that they, the Senate and Congressman actually could go back into the Capitol that very night. And yet they're giving $500 million to the National Guard. It just never stops this nonsense. But, anyway, I, I, but by the way, and before we leave the subject of Kelly, I mean, I was at a presentation that um, I made uh, recently too uh, with the Filipino, Latino and Asian uh, uh, empowerment movement. Um, and um, one of her representatives came in from the, that organization and spoke uh, for a few minutes. And boy, they told him to shove it and get the heck out of there. They didn't want to hear anything to do with Kelly. She wow. said the time, the time to stand up was yes. on January the 6th. Right. Don't come in here now and tell us you're standing up. And these are all Republicans. We don't want to hear it. And they, uh, and by the way, that wow. same that same group uh, went on the amicus brief uh, with the Tea Party Foundation uh, uh, in our favor against the Secretary of State's uh, amicus brief. Let me ask you that when she was when this scene you were describing about her standing shoulder to shoulder with Trump and saying she would fight the good fight and everything yeah. in Georgia was that. Yeah, was that event the event that Harrison Deal died trying no. to attend? Okay. No, that was the night before the election, and Harrison Deal uh, died um, uh, at, like a Mike, a at a Mike Pence Mike rally Pence, right? That's down right. Savannah. And it's just to, to to absorb how significant that Harrison Deal death was. Uh, he's he's uh, from the Deal family, and his he was the boyfriend of the daughter of Governor Kemp. And he died in a really suspicious, fiery crash where nobody else was even injured on his way to a Kelly Leffler rally that Mike Pence was going to be at. Some people think that it was an intimidation tactic, as serious as that allegation is. But what's really crazy about that is the Georgia Bureau of Investigation guy who was investigating that suicided. Well, yeah, he died, he died in his, in his house. Uh, within, yeah, I mean, within a day or two after that, James O'Sullivan. Yeah, before he could say what he thought. And that is a kind of pattern that I've identified in numerous suspicious deaths in the past. And I would just say, like, if you don't think this is serious business, look into those stories, James O'Sullivan and Harrison Deal. But that was a Kelly. And, and I'm totally not letting Kelly Leffler off the hook at all. But even even Kemp, I thought less of Kemp for how he was dealing with this. And then, I mean, you got to yeah. wonder how serious this game is. 
Yeah. Now the latest development of that, and I forgot to send that to you this week because uh, we were been I've been under, <laughs> been busy. obviously, obviously, yeah, a little bit, just a little bit. Um, was that there is someone who has been charged for vehicular homicide in Harrison Deal's death? Really? Uh, yes. Um, and um, I uh, don't have it with me in front of me, or I don't, I don't. But I think he was named. Allegedly, he drove the, uh, I guess it was an 18-wheeler. 18, 18 the truck behind the car. Yeah. Into, into the back of Harrison's um, BMW or whatever it was. And uh, that uh, apparently caused it to explode. I guess the gas tank exploded. So uh, that's what they're saying. However, what's interesting is I don't seem, doesn't seem like the, the truck driver was injured hardly at all, even though they'd been right in the middle of the fire. So Or the car in front. Right, right. I, mean, a, I think four cars allegedly involved in the accident. And it was a fender bender for everybody else, it seemed like. I'll tell you, Princess Diana, I think the guy who was the proximate cause of that ended up dying in a fiery crash himself and his head fell off. So look into that story. Sure. You never heard this? Like the guy died in a fiery crash or suicided in a car and lit himself on fire, but they found his head in the seat next to him. Like, I, you got to yeah. wonder... You know, really weird details. So let's let's keep an eye on that guy. We need to know his name so that we can, you know, keep him safe. Yeah, it, there is a report out there. I'm gonna try to find that for you. In fact, while we're maybe while we're doing the show, I'll see if I can come up with that. Okay, uh, and then I wanted to just read a couple more passages from this article. <clears throat> Pitts, do you know who Pitts is? He's the Fulton County Commission Chairman. Uh, Rob. Yes, yes, and you know this is a guy I liked. Uh, he was instrumental in helping get the 400 toll off. Uh, but he is, you know, he, we we worked with him on that issue, and uh, unfortunately, he's uh, we're on our extreme opposite sides on this issue. But yes, go ahead. Yeah, he just said it is outrageous that Fulton County continues to be a target of those who cannot accept the results from last year's elections. The votes have been counted multiple times, including a hand recount, and no evidence of fraud has been found. The fact remains that Fulton County safely and securely carried out an election in the midst of a public health crisis. Well, they did carry out the election in the midst of a, of a public health crisis. I will, I think I, we can say that that one statement is true. <laughs> yes. So I also <clears throat> just... Uh, excuse me, came to my attention, which I know I've heard stories about this, but our friend Pete Q, who's a, a local libertarian in Atlanta, he he said, he was telling me about that. I didn't see the Time Magazine article that laid out how the mail-in voting push for the November 2020 election was absolutely documented in 2019 or even prior to that. Do you know about that? Like, do you go a little deeper on how the November 2020 election was kind of supposed to be a turning point in <clears throat> procedure? Um, I don't know about the pre-planning uh, of, of that, but it certainly has been uh, a yeah. turning point. But and that Time article was interesting in how it exposed, um, you know, everything the stuff that we're talking about and what went down and how it was really pre-planned. So, um, and it, so that's, that's one thing. Um, but also quickly flipping back to Harrison Deal, the gentleman's name, or I guess he's a gentleman, Mario Domain Clark was a person who was charged for vehicular homicide 
in uh, Harrison Deal's death. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so switched, what's I his name again? Right there. Yeah. There you go. Nice. Thank you. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm shooting you. that to you right now. I also noticed regarding the kind of pre-planning, Dean, a tweet of ours, sent us an article, uh, oh, a, a picture of a patent filed in February 2020 by the post office for um, some technology to facilitate large-scale mail-in voting. Or, uh, yeah, so that was from February 2020. Um, yes, yes, I remember that. Okay. So let me let me see if there's anything else in this article. Binkley, what else did you have? I was going to tell Garland some of the stuff I told you on Monday on our show about the what to expect from the attacks, the coordinated attacks by the media, because they are they are coming. They've already started to poison the well or pre-bunk, as they like to call now. <laughs> they, they have a coordinated strategy to pre-bunk this. Here's what they're doing in Arizona, Garland, and they include Georgia in their training materials as well. But right now it's focused on Arizona. It will, it's already started to shift towards Georgia. But I go to these trainings, these activist trainings with this indivisible group. They're, they're pretty prominent. Yeah. And yeah, so they get, they, they give scripts out to the people at their trainings <clears throat> and they tell them verbatim what to say and actually, if you go on Facebook or Twitter and the hashtag Truth Brigade, you will see some of the attacks that will be coming to you guys. Like this is how they introduce this is some of the language they're using to introduce what how they're going to be trying to combat what they say, exposing the Arizona fraud it. So they're, they're calling the audit a fraud it, which they they workshop that a little bit. They had a couple different names first, but. Here's what they say about that one. They say Arizona Senate Republicans at Arizona taxpayer expense are conducting an unnecessary, unfounded, and incompetent vote count. We're not saying audit as auditors are not being used. They're going to try and find evidence of tampering and prove a range of unfounded conspiracy theories that include false ballots that were sent from China. And they say the, the, the counts also funded by partisan individuals. And then, then after giving them, the, them that premise of saying, here's everything that's we know it's false. You don't even need to look into the content of the claim. This is something they emphasize. They say never engage in the content of the claim, only attack the motives of the opposition. So they're going to be attacking <laughs> your motives. They're going to be saying you have bad uh. motives. And here, for example, here's one of the messages they sent out. And it was funny because I read this message on our show Monday. And then I got a, a tweet from Rockhanger the next day saying, oh, my God, you guys were right. Because the, the exact verbatim thing that they sent us was copied and pasted in a bunch of tweets. So these people are just there's a mindless army of activists, bots, basically, just going to social media to try and poison the well on what you guys are going to be doing. And here, here's one of the things that they, they say. They, this is a message. Like most Americans... Free and fair elections are crucial to me. So watching the Republicans try to undermine legitimate votes breaks my heart. This just doesn't this doesn't protect our democracy. It just fuels the big lie and puts partisan interests over the rights of voters. If we want American elections to be fair, we need to protect our people's freedoms to vote. Hashtag Truth Brigade. And so that that's that's one line of attack. There's about six or seven other specific quotes that they tell them to spread around. I can forward them to you. Email, love to have it. Love to, love to see it. So this is going to present an interesting problem for them in Georgia because so many of the indivisible people I consider to be my friends 
And uh, because we fought tooth and nail, and in fact, I was the guy who really trained most of the indivisible people as to what was wrong with Georgia voting system. With and awesome, was, right? Uh, well, right. That It dates back to me uh, and the reports that we did that, um, and I still believe that that race, that Ossoff probably won that sixth district race, although I cannot prove it. It was just incredibly suspicious uh, with that race with her, him and Karen Handel. Yeah. And they love Ossoff. And you're a guy who was defending Ossoff saying you think Ossoff won. And now they're in a position where they could very well turn it around and and, and come at you yeah, because yeah. You're on, you're, it, they don't like what you're doing now. It's, and it's not just that I said that. We we have two reports up on Voter GA that explain the whole six six district race, both the runoff and the original 18-person race. Which you thought and, that awesome uh, one outright, right? I, I, it was, it was incredibly suspicious. It did. That's what it looked like. You just can't prove it. You know, when you're in a position like mine, you have to be able to prove something. Maybe he wanted uh, to lose. So, like, uh, now he's unfortunately the media, they don't have to prove anything. They just say random right, stuff. Right. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really uh, hard. See the only, they're going to have to rely on the same thing. They're going to have to rely on their audience being totally ignorant uh, and uninformed about, anything in regards to elections and uh, history here in Georgia. But it's funny because they can't use that ad hominem attack about your motives because you didn't vote for Trump and you defended Ossoff. Uh, it's true. Well, and not just for one time. It's like I've we've really been representing um, primarily on the progressives for 15 years. Uh, as well as the grassroots Republicans, the grassroots Republicans who right, believe they both both parties and as well as the libertarians, they all felt like they were cheated by the Republican establishment. And I I feel certain they were, but we couldn't have we never had enough evidence to actually prove uh, that that they were. Um, but we've gotten some good court rulings lately out of the U.S. District Court case, which I haven't really been directly a plaintiff in. But however, our co-founder is. Should yeah. I uh, keep <clears throat> a couple more things from that? This article? is a funny comment. If you guys want to see this, this real yeah. quick, I love they love saying bamboo fiber, and they do. Rachel Maddow loves saying they're looking for what? bamboo fiber in the ballots. It's talking about Arizona, say trying to see if they if they're, if they okay. come over from China. <clears throat> so, oh my gosh, that's well, outrageous! All right, so this says the article says the voting rights group Fair Fight called the Georgia Review, a sideshow, not an audit. The group likened it to a review and recount underway in Arizona's Maricopa County. The, that review was authorized by Republicans in the Arizona Senate, but has come under fire by local Republicans who say the company conducting the review doesn't know what it's doing. So they're definitely trying to draw that parallel. Yeah, uh, interesting though, they didn't quote verified. Well, they're, they're saying that you guys are going to take that go uh, go by the playbook of Arizona to try and uh, uh, you know do this fraud it. I mean they're 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 you, they're deeming the Arizona effort as crazy, insane, and even the Republicans are against it. And now what I've started to see pop up is in Georgia they're going to try and take a page right out of the playbook from Arizona and do another fraud it down there. <laughs> and tomorrow you should tune in probably to Brian Stelter's show tomorrow morning. It's a terrible show. Reliable sources, most unreliable source on the planet they will talk about this i guarantee it might even mention you personally i don't know 
but they will definitely probably start to attack it. That's usually where they start some of their attacks. And throughout the week, you'll see it kind of spread to MSNBC and all the other uh, networks. So well, the, I'm, I, yeah, I'm going to let you keep me up. You keep me up to speed on that. I've got to, I might get nauseous. To, yeah. Yeah. If I'm watching, I might get nauseous. That so. I will say we do owe Binkley a debt of gratitude for his high tolerance for that kind of propaganda <laughs> yes. because I can't take it either. I really cannot take it. I cannot, I would have to quit if I, if I were responsible for that. And so let me finish reading. They, they say in this AJC article, it's really funny because in side to side, or consecutive paragraphs they show Raffensperger talking out of both sides of his mouth. In Georgia, attorneys for Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger argued against unsealing the paper ballots in a court brief last month. They said the plaintiffs had no legal authority to independently verify and tabulate the ballots. In a statement Friday, Raffensperger, a Republican facing a tough GOP primary challenge in 2022, struck a different tone. Quote, <clears throat> from day one, I have encouraged Georgians with concerns about the election in their counties to pursue those claims through legal avenues. Fulton County has a longstanding history of election mismanagement that has understandably weakened Georgia's faith in the system. Allowing this audit provides another layer of transparency and citizen engagement. But he added, Fulton ballots have already hand audited every ballot cast, or Fulton County has already hand audited every ballot cast last November the largest hand audit in history. Counties also rescanned every ballot after the Trump campaign requested a recount. Both supported the original election result. David Wickett is so, um, he's so polite. You know, it's, <laughs> Brad Ravensburg struck a different tone. Back now, and forth and back and forth. Exactly opposite of what he said, which did, uh, my question is, did he lie to WSB or did he lie to the court? You know, it's gotta be one or the other. They're off, yeah, they're he's clearly doubling down on his position that there's no problems whatsoever. But one thing that really bothers me about all of this language from Leffler to Raffensperger <clears throat> to everything I've ever read about like the, the talking, the big, the federal level, especially uh, approach to election integrity is they always want to make sure that the voters have faith in the system. They never talk about actual election integrity. They only ever refer to faith in the system, which to me belies what they're really after. And what they're really after is that the illusion of democracy is the opiate of the masses, that people will not rebel against this yes. technocratic tyranny coming down because they think well, my vote counts just as much as my neighbors, and there were more of them than there were of us, so I accept it. It gets the consent of the people to, re to refrain from resisting the tyranny because they think it's legitimate. You nailed it with three words, the illusion of democracy. This is all yeah. a facade. Yes. Elections, elections have been a facade and illusion since uh, <clears throat> for the last 20 years since they implemented these uh, unverifiable uh, direct recording electronic devices that we used to have. And that right. is the new opiate of the masses. That is the new thing that keeps people on the couch watching yeah. TV instead of down at City Hall fighting the good fight. And, and they, they, they frame this election as the most secure election in American history. Yeah, but who secured it? <laughs> you know, they got it under lock and key, all right. It's such a ridiculous thing to say, yeah. but they say I mean, it's it secure, but it's not valid.
They're securing it. I mean, they're defending it with their guns and their chains. <laughs> they're securing, they're securing the corruption. Yeah. yeah, but they're they're not doing it on our behalf. So so if you guys give us what else you got, and then I'll start throw, blowing through these comments. Well, let me let me just tell you about what actually happened. Instead, of, we don't have to read it in AJC. So we I, um, okay. So we did have the you know as y'all know we got the ballot images, um, and we looked at them, and there was some tremendous discrepancies. Um, between the ballot images and the hand count audit. And one of the things that we noticed um, was that the, ba the ballot images looked better than the audit results. So um, we, there was an expert window, uh, a witness that came on yesterday, David Sawyer, and he explained all the, some, just some of the discrepancies. We had a whole bunch more. I was prepared to, to testify if we needed more. Uh, discrepancies, but the judge had already made up his mind so early, you know, we didn't even uh, do any, hardly any of our presentation at all. So, um, it, but anyway, so there are tremendous discrepancies between the actual images and what is reported in this so-called hand count audit in which the chain of custody was broken. Uh, so you'll have images that are, for example, uh, I think I said this already, 60-40 Biden, uh, to Trump, but then you actually look at what the hand count audit says, the same batch is 100 to zero. So, you know, again, somebody entered bad data or somewhere along the line. So uh, that's why the audit is no good. Um, that's, you know, the, so that can't be trusted. So when they say we've already done a hand count audit, yeah, but it's totally corrupt with false information in it. So, uh, right. so that's, so that anyway, so the one expert, Explain that another expert um, explained that they need 600 DPI uh, with, um, and I don't think she mentioned grayscale, but that's what we need in anyway. So basically, at that point in time, the, you know, the judge said, Well, uh, he got to us. He said, Well, okay, what is your expert going to say? Is he going to say anything different? He said, No, we're going to say the same thing. We need 600 DPI images. So at that point in time, the judge was, you know, he had already made up his mind coming in anyway. We, we knew he was going to rule. So he said, So we said, Okay, well, we didn't call. Uh, our witness, you know, Javon, we didn't uh, call him because we'd already won. So, you know, so uh, the, um, you know, our attorney thought like, well, no, no point in, in doing that because now we're just exposing Javon unnecessarily uh, when we've already won the case. Uh, you know, that, well, at least the day we've already won the day. So, so uh, we just didn't. Um, he, I think he chose. He, he let the judge proceed. Uh, Todd uh, knows the judge pretty well he's he's in his courtroom all the time and he can read the judge brilliantly so he knows he knows in advance exactly what what he's thinking and how he's going to rule the next time out so todd predicted a month ago that this is exactly what he was going to do and because we when we left we were kind of disappointed uh last time he said you know we, we didn't we didn't think we were going to get this right. and, and and he said no no you're going you're to get it next week next month when he, we, we just go back and tell him we need 600 DPI. So we were kind of disappointed with just the images. And so, oh, okay, well, well I guess that was okay. So I, I started telling everybody, well, we're all right after all. So, and yeah, sure enough, uh, it happened, uh, went down just like Todd said it would. So- um, Great to have a good lawyer. I mean, we need yeah. more, I hate to say it, we need more good lawyers, uh, certainly on our side. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Todd Harding is, is who I'm, I'm talking about. He's our- And what's his specialty generally? 
constitutional law, uh, but he does a lot of criminal defense. Is he doing anything on these COVID lockdowns? Um, you know, that is a good question. We haven't had a chance to talk about that yet. Right. Uh, he's been, uh, since we since we hired him for our case, he's gotten a bunch of other election cases. So oh, okay. he's, done, he's, he's suddenly becoming an election attorney. Yeah. Well, Although he technically wasn't before. He might have a lot uh, of work. Yeah, um, I, I'll have to ask him about that. It's a great, that's a great question. Um, so anyway, uh, so they, they basically, they call the experts. Um, ju the judge was done. He said, okay, I've had enough. Uh, we're going to unseal him. And we're, you, know, you let the attorney general's office exp have, have a couple of questions and try to make uh, maybe just a very brief uh, argument, a paragraph, and, he, and then... And what I felt was the highlight of the moment of the whole trial, he explained to the attorney general's office that we have a constitutional right to see the ballots. You know, that we know it's our, it's, we have a right to process our, you know, our equal protection uh, claims and as well as the due process claims. And he had to explain that to uh, Charlene McGowan, who was the assistant attorney general for Chris Carr, who needs to be run out of Georgia on a rail for <laughs> signing that brief. So uh, anyway, so that's where we are. Uh, so he, he ruled, uh, we've got it. Now he did say, we don't want the plaintiffs to touch the ballots. He wants to avoid that. He said, they're not gonna rule that, um, but we, so we need to do it anyway. So okay, that, that, won't, that won't kill us. Uh, we're having to, pay for the Fulton County people is going to uh, hurt. Uh, that's going to be expensive. How much is but, that going to cost? Uh, it's not going to be, uh, I mean, it's not going to be a lot of money because they don't, they don't get paid much. Um, so we'll do that and it'll drag it out. We could possibly take a second week to get this done. Uh, but we should end up, if we get permission with the, our revised uh, plan, we should end up with the same result that we uh, expected and want to end up with. Wow. And when do you think, what date do you expect to have that answer, like to be finished? Uh, I, I, we don't know yet because we haven't set a start date. Start, uh, yeah. uh, but I would think by the end of the June. Uh, so next Friday, the attorneys and the experts are going to meet and they're going to, at the warehouse, and they're going to review uh, and try our plan that, you know, Sean and I will work on um, and probably deliver around Tuesday, I hope. Um, and then they will make the decisions. And um, I'm trying to perfect things, and I and I'm, I would, you know, imagine that we would get a go-ahead date when the special master is available, because the court has uh, required a special master to oversee the operation, make sure everything's going according to the court. What is that? Uh, it's uh, it's another judge that kind of, uh, or somebody's pretty, like a, a judge or an attorney who makes sure that the court order is being. Uh, carried out by this particular inspection you know we're going against uh, with it in, in accordance with what the judge intended there are a couple of strategies that some of the officials are using in arizona to railroad it that i'm wondering if you're worried that they could try to transfer those over here and, and do that in georgia as well one of them is that cyber ninja and the the people conducting the audit uh, the audit they had scheduled, I think it was supposed to be for this upcoming Tuesday, a meeting where they were going to talk about with some of the officials in Arizona, 
the issues they found with the voting system. Well, all of the officials in Arizona in that letter they sent uh, to the people conducting the audit said that they refused to go attend that meeting. So they refused to look at any of the evidence. They're just, just not even going to look. We won't go. It's like a child putting their fingers in their ear when they don't want to hear what the other person is saying. And then the other one is, I believe, is the Secretary of State in Arizona has come out and accused or come out and said that she will not recertify the machines that are being used in Arizona and say, and, and says that she recommends getting new machines. And the reasoning she's given is saying that she believes that those conducting the audit at Cyber Ninja have tampered with it, which to me, it's like, aren't they looking for tampering? So now if they find tampering, you're going to blame them and say they did the tampering. Is there anything like that that you're worried that they could try and attack you guys with down here? Well, the first thing that doesn't make sense to me because when you're doing a forensic exam on a server, you're doing it off an image copy. So you don't have access to the original machine. You only have access to all the image copy of the machine and you put it on your own server. So that doesn't make any sense to me. And then the first thing about you don't want to see the evidence of problems. Uh, yeah. that's, that's bizarre. Who, who, who's saying that they're not going to show up? Well, I think it was the Secretary of State, if I recall correctly, uh, and some of the other Republican officials that are on the the oh the board. There's like an Arizona board of I, I, it's a, it's a board that is dealing with it that is countering the people doing the audit. It slips my not, mind the exact name of it. I can probably not find the board, it. not the Maricopa Board of Elections. Yes, that's it. Oh, okay, yeah. So they're the ones that are part of the problem. You know, they're the ones that. That it's like the Fulton County Board of Elections here. So yeah. uh, um, that's uh, kind of bizarre. Well, it's a, uh, they don't want to hear about their own problems. And in fairness, at least Fulton County was willing to hear about their own problems. Are they all uh, elected? No, they're appointed, uh, at least in Fulton County. Most By of them, whom? Uh, Democrat and Republican parties. Um, and then I think they elect a nonpartisan chair between the four of them. I think that's the way that works. Um, I don't know how it works in Arizona. Well, no wonder the libertarians and third parties always have a hard time. They have no seat at the table. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. All right. Uh, Interesting. Shall I start pulling up some yeah. questions? Let's, okay. let's, let's go for it. Lacey asks, if you guys find the counterfeit ballots, what happens next? Does the judge rule on the findings? Would lying Brad decertify? Not you, Brad. Brad Radford. We share a name. Well, the first, the first, what we will try to do is uh, what would happen next is that we would ask the judge for a declarative ruling that there are X number of counterfeit ballots in the count. That's 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 the first step in the process, and then depending upon what that number is, we'd figure out where to go from there. Okay, Jason asks. Will you audit the Senate races from Election Day? Purdue only missed the 50% threshold to win outright by less than 14,000 votes. Will you compare notes with attorney Matt DiPerno? That's a different question. Uh, well, you know, Matt and I know each other fairly well. I haven't been able to talk with him because he's been slammed. Um, and I think it's actually 17,000 votes. And we're aware of that. Yeah, uh, we're aware of that. We want to, because the audit is so corrupt, we, we would like to, uh, check the Senate race as well as the presidential race. And you're expecting to see 145,000 ballots. So if 15% of those ballots are 
uh, if 15% of those ballots are Biden, Ossoff, and they are discarded, that would be enough. If you took 15% of the ballots that were for Biden, if 15% of your 145,000 ballots were discarded and all of them were Biden, Ossoff, that would put this in play. Well, right. But it, it would probably be up to another case to officially discard them. Right. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't think actually just since this is not an election challenge, uh, I don't know that we would. Uh, that probably wouldn't happen in this particular lawsuit. Right. OK. So will this audit show that ballots have been scanned multiple times? Yes, because the counts would be different, right? Yeah, um, and well, right. The counts, and we've been able to. The audit is can you can clearly and easily identify duplicate scan batches in the audit, um, and then you can also uh, sometimes identify identify duplicate duplicate ballots within a batch. How could you identify duplicate scans? Um, it's. Well, because it's, ballots, it's not, ballots are not identical because like you look at the way the circles are filled in or what? Well, let, in the duplicate batches, it's really easy because, you know, you, the batch totals are the same. Right. That's a right. Oh, 100, 100 to nothing yeah. uh, twice. <laughs> right. And and, uh, and they happen to be sequential. Right. Uh, and so, they have the exact same. Yeah. All right. Somebody, somebody picked up a batch uh, that they had apparently generated and ran through the machine multiple times. Right to increase the numbers. So it's not too hard to find once you have the audit. One of, that's one of the great things about this is that we have the, the hand count audit as how corrupt and uh, messed up it is, 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 a, is a different story, but it, it does give us the opportunity to identify these kinds of things. So yes, mm -hmm. and I think there are several thousand. Do you think Vernon Jones has a chance to defeat Brian Kemp in the next governor election, or would that simply hand the governor of Georgia over to a Democrat? So that's a political question. I, I, I'm not, I think I'm probably not going to go there, but I would say I'm grateful to Vernon Jones and Candace Taylor uh, up in Northwest Georgia for um, calling for a statewide audit, which is a much broader scope. It's a broader scope than what our audit, or, you know, we have a, such a narrowly focused lawsuit so that we can be successful. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm glad that Candace and, and Vernon uh, called for that. Um, I don't know where it's going to go, um, but I don't think I could speculate on what his political chances are or not. Right. You know, there's, there's some issues. He had some issues in DeKalb County uh, a long time ago. Uh, Maricopa County Board of yeah, Supervisors, right? definitely it. Yeah. yeah. She's apologizing for having comments on her channel. Who is that? Is she talking about Candace? Uh, I don't understand this. Gabriel Sterling got a real, real good deal. Hundred percent. Probably referring to his two hundred thousand dollar contract for um, um, doing the being the voting system implementation manager. Oh. He went from an employee to that, that, which I wouldn't take the job for two hundred thousand. Yeah, it's just too much. Right. And maybe I there's something zero. else. There's too much defense. Yeah. yeah I think they maybe. go ahead and call it racist and bigoted before it even starts. I think that's how the pre-bunking they do works. <laughs> how many different times will the votes be counted before we call these reviews racist and bigoted? Yeah, that is funny. Um, will you be counting envelopes? Now, that's a good question. Um, yes. I think that the court 
it's it's kind of questionable about what exactly he ruled, but it believes that he uh, is expecting to, uh, the the county to give us a count of envelopes, and we should be able to verify that count maybe by scanning the fronts of the envelopes, um, as long as there's no voter identifiable boy fronts. Just counting them and making sure there are no dupes that would really make a difference. Poor, yeah. poor Garland, he's not getting enough sleep. All right, did it? Well, you can imagine what I've been like. I know. Time. I can't believe you showed up this morning. I was like, "There's no I'm way." Sure. Are you sure you want to do this at twelve o'clock? Yeah. I'll I'm it. sorry. It was for I, I've been uh, <laughs> not great at managing my own time. Okay, didn't the Georgia Secretary of State tout the ability to provide scanned images of the ballots as one of the selling points of the new system? Thank if you. If so, why has he been so hesitant to publicly release the images? Yes, he is quoted in that, and that was election election wizard is, certainly has earned his or her title uh, because, <laughs> he, yes, he was quoted exactly, uh, uh, made that quote in, to justify buying the corrupt system to begin with. Okay, so William asks, Ringer mentioned yesterday that Fulton County doesn't tabulate their ballots. What did she mean? Um, yeah, I, I, I know what, um, I know what that, when that came up, um, they, they didn't tabulate the hand count audit because they entered the data into the Secretary of State system and the Secretary of State tabulated it for them. And so they, have no, showing, they have no idea what their right. own results are. And, and the Secretary of State is not showing the math, right? Absolutely, uh, right. And they're not, I mean, they're showing the data, um, but I mean, there's just really screwy things that because the data that's entered doesn't match the actual ballot image. Okay, so to be crystal clear on what the problem with that is, is you're at the audit level or the recount level, whichever, and your guy in a room with other auditors with the ballots or the images, you you are responsible for your precinct. And you say, okay, we have determined beyond the shadow of a doubt that there are 1500 Trump votes and 500 Biden votes or vice versa. We write that down on a piece of paper. The Secretary of State has a spreadsheet that has every single precinct in it. The, that guy is supposed to take this number I give you, 1,500 to 500, and put it in his spreadsheet and then give us the totals. And if we looked at that spreadsheet, we would know that we said 1,500 and 500. So if he put in 1,250 and 750, we would be able to identify that there was a problem there. At that point, the guys who are writing that, sending up the 1500, 500 number have no access to the spreadsheet to verify that th those are the actual numbers that were input and that they all added up to where the Secretary of State is actually releasing a tabulated number. And is that what you mean by the chain of custody is broken? Or is that is that one of the problems that you cannot validate the tabulation? Right, you can't validate the tabulation of the hand count audit. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that, I think you summed it up because they entered the data into the secretary of state system where it was tabulated. And we don't get to see the secretary of state's system and how they do that math. 
Correct. All we saw is here the results from the tabulation. And as soon as the tabulation, that his results, if he grounded out to even be a little bit higher up than his bottom line number, unless he's actually showing every single inputted number and how they add to each of the subtotals, there's no way to verify. Even if two precincts were aggregated before we get to see those numbers, those precincts cannot validate or verify that he used the right, unless they got together and said, okay, adding us two together would give us you a different number. You didn't add that, right? They would have to, maybe they could get together separately. Like, but he just tabulates the whole thing, right? There's really no way for anyone to do a parallel tabulation. You know, that's the problem is that they can't, nobody who's doing the actual hand count can validate that their numbers counted correctly in the bottom line. They could if they had kept their own totals. Now, some of the counties oh, did, right. like okay. Cherokee and Fayette kept their own totals. So what they did was they entered their data into their spreadsheet, and then they uploaded the spreadsheet to Arlo, uh, to Secretary of State's office. So now they have a copy of their own data and their own totals, and they have a valid um, chain of custody. Right. And uh, so... Uh, Cherokee and Fayette and there's probably other counties did a, did a really good job. Um, but Fulton and DeKalb um, didn't uh, right. follow that And model. what did Misty do? Misty, was Misty responsible for any of that? Uh, I think Misty probably kept her own yeah. totals. Um, but I haven't talked with her lately. Right. Why would they not do that? Like, why would that seem How such could an you obvious, not? In, unless yeah. you're intentionally trying to make sure what you counted does not yeah, you're shredding it to the public why, why would you not do that well um the counties just do what they're told by the secretary of state but um, it's just but there would be no reason not to keep the only time you ever are told not to keep information is if you want it to not be available for forensics that's yeah that's interesting i wonder if raffensperger like Told those counties, you know, Cherokee, you guys can keep it, but you guys, uh, make sure you don't keep those counts. No, no. What, what, here's what happened, uh, Binkley. So the, the, the Secretary of State set the system up. This is the way I want you to enter it. Most of the counties will blindly do whatever the heck he says. It doesn't matter whether it's right or wrong. Uh, um, some of the counties realized that, oh, this is not uh -huh. right. We, we won't have our own totals. So they decided uh, on their own to, make sure they had their own set of totals. Uh, and then ironically, yeah. both of the ones that made them, you know, the two I was mentioning with who kept their own totals, uh, they have since uh, either uh, you know, basically have left. They're not, no longer elections directors mm. in these counties. So, uh, but that's, they had the um, foresight to do things right and not just bl while uh, blindly follow the secretary of state's guidance when they know it's going to result in a, in a chain of custody break. Yeah. You would think that there would be kind of redundancies that the, that the backup, the recount, the audit plan would have its own systems on a local level. So, uh, I mean, you know, it's such an important question. Okay. So Bob wants Absolutely. to know yeah, if we're concerned, the ballots might've been swapped with legit ones. So, so do you do you think they redid the fraudulent ballots and made them a little easier to better to stand up to scrutiny? There's always a possibility, but I think we'll catch it if that happened. Um, it, it, it's you know we have all kinds of tampering checks in place, and they have been under protective order. Okay, how do you know whom to trust? 
there's a, not a whole lot of people out there. It, it's pretty easy. <laughs> if they work in government, you can't trust them. <laughs> there's no, if, you if can't trust anyone. Okay. If they're outside of government, yeah. okay. If they're in government, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, Walker Channel used to say, uh, I'm from the government. You can trust me. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, it's Ronald Reagan it, said the worst, like the yeah. scariest words in the English language. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Right, right. So uh, that's words, words spoken by an official of the government, actually. How long will the audit take? And did I hear right? Is the plaintiff paying for all the audit? Abrams will win. Kemp is handing her the governorship. Ha ha. That is not true. Uh, She's uh, not even right. She's got she doesn't like she actually said about the Senate that she didn't want to get that job as senator because there's it involved too much work. But yeah. uh, so I don't think she really wants any of these jobs. But it is true that uh, that you have to pay, although it's not as staggering an amount as it sounds like. Yeah, we're going to have to pay for the Fulton County employees, and we're going to need a bunch of them to do this in a fast because we won't want we don't want to waste much time because we're going to be paying a couple of auditors to be there on site, as well as a special master. So then now that's another expense that we yes we have to pay for. So it's kind of frustrating that we have to pay to protect our constitutional rights. Right. Which which we should have uh, been able to do for free. Yes, and, agreed. And, you know, it, it, to me, it's Fulton County's responsibility to make sure that uh, our rights are protected, and they obviously didn't do that. So Especially why, why, why if are we you're, liable? if your case was good enough to get through the courts, then the onus should be on them to prove it, to prove the integrity. Okay, can you discuss, right. Garland, please, some of the evidence that was not presented at the hearing? No, I can't actually. I cannot. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not allowed to talk about anything that wasn't permitted. Uh, that what didn't come out of the hearing. Um, it's probably better that order. way. Uh, you want to keep your your extra cards close to the vest. Yeah, the, the, I guess the main thing that came out of the hearing is all these discrepancies between the audit and the actual ballot images. That's that was that's the real key takeaway um and which is what we've known all along and i can just say that there is more evidence similar to what the expert already um has already uh testified to bob's worried that bad folks will clean the machine destroy the ballots and cause confusion that prevents finding fraud um you know it's all possible but uh we've got the ability to find some of the fraud. I think we've gotten an opportunity. We have enough opportunity here to, that will yeah. tell us pretty much what we need to know. Is there, uh, now you, let's go through these Jason's questions specifically about the scope of the audit. You're not looking at signature matches. You're not going to uncover dead voters, ineligible voters, illegal addresses, none of that. Uh, missing chain of custody. That, that one might be something where we could touch on, uh, depending on the chain of custody, uh, might come up. Um, but nothing to do with uh, ineligible voters. That, as is after the ballot's been separated from the vote. Okay, so uh, you're going to be able to see about the folds, right, if they do the Lazy Susan approach? Yeah, so... Um, what... Even the DPI, even the, that really high resolution should show that, right? Right. But uh, what John is getting there, though, he's, he's got a, a significant point there, and that is that um, Fulton's going to argument that there are legitimate reasons for these apparently oh, counterfeit. Oh, really? Uh, 
this is where the case all comes down to. Yeah, I've been saying this all along. So um, it's going to come down to not how many counterfeit ballots are, but it's going to come down to is there a rational excuse as to why these ballots exist? And there are certain types of ballots that they'll argue, whether well, it could be emergency ballots, duplicate ballots, adjudicated ballots, these kinds of things. And we have to be able to explain each of those things as to why this ballot doesn't meet any of these things, any of these conditions. And therefore it is in fact counterfeit. There's no other rational explanation. So yes, so that's- And do you think Garland that it is at all possible that there is there are rational explanations for the anomalies that your observers observe? Well, yeah, for a small quantity of them. For example, right. we, we know that there were 200 emergency ballots used in Seven Springs pretty soon. So we'll expect to find a couple- And those wouldn't have folds or those would be in a different paper stock? Um, they could be both, could okay. be both. But for whatever reason, we'll determine that those are, are, even though they meet the characteristics, they're still valid ballots. So in that case, she is right. Okay. Uh, Nan says, election wizard, the DPI, the images from the machine show are compressed to about 70, making it impossible to get any forensic info from them. But you're getting like 10 times that amount, right? We'll, we'll be getting 600 DPI. And yeah, our expert, Javon, was prepared to testify that. All right, people are thanking you for your time to explain what is happening. You are bipartisan, many thanks. Thank you, Garland, and your team for dogged pursuit of truth and to holding Georgia's election officials accountable on the local and state level. Absolutely, that is so, it, it would save the Republic, especially with the, if we did it with the COVID stuff. Uh, please yeah. explain the 21% error too. Garland, you're going to have to start drinking coffee if you're going to start explaining the 21% error. Come on, let's get those math juices flowing. Oh. What's the 21% error, Garland? I don't even know this. Uh, it's it's There are discrepancies between the hand count audit and the actual ballot images. Uh, there are huge discrepancies between those two things that cannot be explained. Uh, and I suspect Fulton County would not even try to explain them. Um, but um, so um, that's more or less what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know the answer to this one. You're focusing on Atlanta. You're keeping your scope narrow to your personal standing and to ensure success. And you're grateful to the people like Vernon Jones who are calling for a statewide audit. Right. That's true. Yes, we do. Did Runbeck print ballots? I don't understand that question. Uh, Run, Runbeck is the Arizona company that printed the majority of ballots in Georgia. Uh, and Fulton uh, waited till the last um, last two weeks. They printed their own ballots because they couldn't wait on the runtime. Um, the runtime from from Arizona would have been would have been too long. I'm, I'm sorry, not run to get the ballot to the voters. So they printed their right. own in the last two two weeks, and that's a lot of the questions uh, they have to do with that last two weeks. And how uh, many was um, that? Sorry, did I miss that? Uh, all I know is it's 80-20. They, they, they say it was 80-20, so if you figure what 150,000 uh, ballots, just to, uh, roughly, uh, and 80-20, so it'd be 120,000 to 40,000. Right, okay. So 120,000 by runback, 40,000 in-house. Uh, I say in-house, but in-state. They're afraid Gabe is following you on Twitter. Okay, it's let's let's give it a wrap. Let's say until so next week. Are your family gonna fall asleep on you? <laughs> a little bit, I think. See, 
I sent you a 15 ounce coffee mug. This is, this is for, this is a, a medicinal. That was a medicinal suggestion. Yeah, You've so got too much work to do. You need to, you know, 12 hours straight. You got to go, go, go. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just obviously that. kidding around. I was so, so surprised that you would show up, uh, today after yesterday. And I was sure that you don't, you every Saturday morning have circle up with your, with your peeps. Uh, yeah, our peep call just lasted till past 11.45. You just so made I, it. It was two hours and almost 50 minutes. So How I many had, people are on that call? I, I had 10 minutes. That we had uh, over well over 100 today, 120, 125 wow. people on the call, broke a record today. Um, uh, and I had, so I had about 10 minutes and I wolfed down like a few, <laughs> a few strands of spaghetti oh, and, then no, I, no. and then I hopped on this call. So, uh, it was really nice of you. I was very grateful. Really appreciate it. Go ahead, Binkley. You got something else? Yeah, I, I do. do I, I do have another question. The people conducting the ballot in Arizona are now being threatened with lawsuits. And are you worried that they're going to come after you guys with something like that? I, I don't well, know if there's any ground or, or standing to actually do a lawsuit, but they are now being threatened with lawsuits. The Secretary of State has uh, told us that we uh, would be committing a felony if we inspected the ballots under under uh, a court order to inspect it. In fact, they even implied that the the judge might be committing a felony. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I thought the judge came up with a pretty cool idea just to get rid of the whole issue. It's okay. Well, they won't touch the ballots. We'll just do this without them touching. So I thought that was a pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But, that's interesting that it actually, that he's uh, getting ahead of it rather than capitulating. Cause at first glance, it looked a little like who got to this guy. Yeah. I, it was a good, uh, I, I like the solution. Uh, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm fine with it. So, uh, but yeah, we're not going to be intimidated. I said that when they tried to accuse us of being felons. No, we 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 our team is still in place, and um, we're just going to keep plugging until we find out what the truth is, whatever that truth is. We don't know. So you guys probably need some money, right? Well, I thank Lydia for uh, raising this issue because now we're stuck with a process that's going to cost us more money because now we have got to come up with another at ten or twenty thousand dollars to pay Fulton County employees for handing us the ballots and running through the scanner. Uh, that kind of fries me. Uh, so, uh, but that, so we are gonna need to, to raise more money and it could lengthen the time that it, it's gonna take because another thing is the room is only half the size that they told us that it's gonna be. Uh, so now we're trying to adjust the plan for that. And that could double the time, which is going to eat up a bunch of, of um, you know, more money. So we're, I'm hoping that they'll just, the judge will just say, let's move it over to World Congress Center where you've got unlimited space. But then they will probably want us to pay for, for that too. That's so, another railroading tactic. Cram you in a room smaller than yeah. they originally promised to slow things down. Yeah, yeah. So we need, we need right. a couple of hundred people to give $100. Uh, that would go a long way to solving the the, the shortage uh, right. that we might be facing now. Uh, the the um, uh, donations have been good. Uh, we've been getting a lot of uh, donations from patriots all around the country. 
and we're grateful, but now this is gonna you know, impact us more than what we had planned on. We had really thought like we were almost covered and then suddenly we're like 20 grand short. Okay, so- and that's that's just to get through the inspection. Then we have to go back to court with the attorney fees. So we have more attorney fees. Uh, when we were at Neighbors, when you showed up and a lot of people were there, some people slipped me some cash for our efforts, not for you necessarily, but for Binkley and me, these are patrons of our show. Binkley, with your permission, I would like to donate all of that to Garland's efforts, plus kick in some of my own. I remember Stanley specifically gave me a hundred dollars. million dollars, is it? It's just it's it was a couple of hundred dollars altogether, course, but I'll match it. Absolutely. I'll match it. So I'll go put five hundred in the donation bin right now. And if anyone listening to this right now can afford it, if you can't afford it, don't do it. But if you can afford it, please give $100 right now to voterga.org. Go to the donate button. If you can afford it, please give $100. And if, if that happens, you'll be finished with your fundraising today. And you're not here for fundraising. I know that, but you, right. you're, you're doing the hard work. You thank God in heaven, you have a good, honest lawyer. And it looks like that judge is, is, uh, trying to get to justice. So yeah, if, yeah. if, if they want to cut down the danger to you, the, the national narrative that will try to discredit you by just getting you to pay for it so that it's not like, well, this is wasting time and money of it. Let's do it. If we let's us be some heroes right now, because that's what you need is some just how easy it is to just put a little uh, stroke a check for a hundred dollars. It's right. it's not nothing. It's definitely a week's groceries for a lot of people. But this is really to me, this is the last gasp of the American experiment. Amen. I, I, there could be no better cost because we're go, the country's going down if this doesn't uh, take place and. Um, so just a couple of things, Monica, thank you. First of all, thank you so much. I uh, just want to mention Voter GA is a, a nonprofit, nonpartisan, all volunteer organization. The donations are tax deductible. It's a 501c3. And um, and all the money, 100% of the money goes to either attorney's fees or expert witnesses, something like that. Um, I'm retired. I live off Social Security. I don't take a penny out of it. And um, no, neither does anybody else. Uh, everybody's working as volunteers. Um, it's just an amazing thing. So um, I didn't even realize it was tax deductible. Yes, yes, uh, it's it's a it's a legitimate. We've had it for a, a long, long time. So I'll have uh, to hard. gross it up a little bit. Yeah, I'll it's gross hard to... it up. <laughs> yeah, because it's... people gave me, and actually, we do pay taxes on that. But um, yes, great. It's hard. Uh, yeah, it's hard to get that 501c3. It took us probably about nine months. And that was a long, long time ago, 15 years ago. Um, that we, you know, so we've been 501c3 ever since. Um, so that's, it's, but thank you, Mike, for mentioning that. So that you've got the PayPal credit card or uh, there's a PO box all on voterj.org donate. So. Absolutely. Let's leave it on that note, shall we, gentlemen? Thank you, so. everyone, Thank you everyone for listening and tuning in. Thank and please, much. really, we I and all the work that we do, we very rarely really ask for people to step up with their wallets. But the judge said that you need money. VoterGA.org yeah. slash donate. It's and, not our idea. And even the AJC said that and they were right. So I I've got one last thing. I forgot almost forgot. Oh, okay. I, one last important thing. So we're having a little celebration today. 
uh, over at Golden Drops Cafe. Aviva is going to be there about three. I'm going to go over and we're going to just, uh, she's going to play some music for a couple hours like she normally does on Saturday afternoon. And I'll, uh, I'll be there. Um, and sometime she's going to play from three to five. And I'll, what's the name of it again? Uh, Golden Drops Cafe. It's on uh, Claremont. I don't have the address handy, but it's pretty easy to I'm, find. It's I'm putting not that far the... from Claremont. That's Claremont great. People can sleep and... by the lounge, the Claremont Lounge afterwards if they want. <laughs> no, no, don't confuse it. Don't confuse it. Uh, you got to just tell people where to go. go yeah. Golden Drops. So, Golden um, Drops Cafe. Yeah. That's so, uh, where you find it. Yeah. So we're. I th I'm planning on heading that way. I may not be there right at three, but I'll be there sometime. It's near. It's near Emory. Yeah, uh, between Emory and Toka, uh, Druid Hills, kind of halfway near the Veterans yeah. Hospital. Uh, uh, three p.m. at Golden Drops Cafe. Yeah, give or take. Now I'm. I may not be there right at three. I might not be there till three or thirty or so. But I think Aviva will be there. But probably she'll beat me there. Okay. Well, Aviva is a joy. Her energy is like healing. I love Viva. It is. It is. Keeps me going. So what a great thing to do this afternoon, three o'clock at the Golden Drops Cafe, roughly three o'clock, pop in, say hi to Garland, listen to some of Aviva's uplifting music. And of course, please, for this last push, they need to raise $20,000. We can do that. The people listening right now can do that by going to VoterGA.org slash donate. I'm going to do it right now on behalf of Binkley, myself, and the Propaganda Report supporters who were there at Neighbors to see you. Garland. Wow. Thank you, Malika. We really appreciate it. It's wow. a, a privilege. It's amazing. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.